Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 261, and we're going to be concluding our survey of St. Jerome's commentary on Daniel. And these multiple episodes can be summarized as this. Daniel is genuine prophecy and not a pious retelling of history. And in doing so, you think, well, what's the big deal about all this? Well, this affects everything, how you view Scripture, how you view the trustworthiness of the Bible, how you even approach prophecy, and maybe why you don't hear too much in today's world about Daniel's prophecy, about the course of world history and the empires of world history and the coming of an Antichrist. This is from the Navarre Bible, and Navarre Bible is supposed to be a, a somewhat conservative uh, study Bible, Catholic study Bible, and they have a lot of good things in there, and yet they have this poison when it comes to Daniel. This is what they say in their introduction to Daniel. But as to the Daniel of this book, the person of Daniel, there is no clear historical proof of his existence. In other words, Daniel is fiction. He seems to be a, a legendary figure, a, a literary device used to string together a number of stories and visions from various periods, which eventually found their way into a book that was given the name Daniel. That's really sad, and uh, I think that is a great error. Uh, there's things in Daniel we need to know and then affect how we view certain things in the New Testament. This is from the New Jerome Biblical Commentary. The New Jerome, Jerome Biblical Tom Commentary. Okay, this commentary has on its title, Jerome, and a nice cover has a portrait of St. Jerome. The three editors of the New Jerome Biblical Commentary all served as presidents of the Catholic Biblical Association, and this is what they said, quote, Until relatively recent years, Jews and Christians considered Daniel to be true history, containing genuine prophecy. Few modern biblical scholars, however, would now seriously defend such an opinion. And you get into the commentary section on Daniel, and they say, well, it's probably uh, at least the last half of Daniel um, had three or four authors. Right. I think the proof of the pudding in one sentence comes from Matthew 24, verse 15, from the lips of Jesus, who, uh, unlike the modern biblical scholars, was fully conscious, fully knowledgeable of what was going on in the world, what was going on with the prophet Daniel. And this is what Jesus said. When you see the desolating sacrilege spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let the reader understand. Jesus 
believed that Daniel was a prophet. Unlike so many scripture scholars, so-called conservative Catholic scripture scholars, and the leading Catholic scripture scholars. And this is a very serious thing. So basically, was Jesus mistaken then too? And then you start getting into some real trouble. Well, maybe Jesus didn't really say that. Matthew just kind of inserted it, and it wasn't really Matthew. It was a bunch of people after Matthew really wrote Matthew, and Matthew isn't reliable. Daniel isn't reliable. And by the way, Paul didn't write half the epistles that the first word in those epistles is Paul. This is where we've ended up. So it's not just biblical prophecy. So this is why I've tried to stand rather strongly uh, with this neglected, somewhat abused commentary that is critical for understanding Daniel. This is what St. Augustine said of this whole question about Daniel in The City of God. He says, quote, Our times, however, have enjoyed the advantage of the presbyter Jerome, a man most learned and skilled in all three languages, who translated these same scriptures into the Latin speech, not only from the Greek, but from the Hebrew. And then he goes, they who desire to understand the fitness of this interpretation may read Jerome's book on Daniel, which is written with a sufficiency of care. Okay, so if we're going to trash Daniel like these three past presidents of the Catholic Biblical Association did, we're going to have to trash Jesus. We're going to have to trash St. Augustine's City of God as well. And you start getting on pretty thin ice. I hope you begin to see why I'm trying to stick with St. Jerome and Daniel. Uh, This is what Pope Leo XIII in his encyclical on the study of Holy Scripture said, um, the most famous of all the church fathers, St. Augustine and St. Jerome. And they stood together regarding Daniel, by the way. And this is what Pope Leo XIII said, but first it must be clearly understood whom we have to oppose and contend against and what are their tactics, okay? Leo XIII saw modernism coming over the hill and he warned us about it. He goes, these are the ones we have to oppose. Rationalists, true children and inheritors of the older heretics who trusting in their own way of thinking have rejected even the scraps and remnants of Christian belief which has been handed down to them. They deny there is any such things as revelation or inspiration. They see instead only the forgeries and falsehoods of men. They set down the scripture narratives as stupid fables and lying stories. The prophecies and the oracles of God are to them predictions made up after the event. Now, again, he says, these are the children of the heretics, which we contend against and oppose. And again, the leading scripture scholars say that Daniel, like the prophecies, aren't oracles of God. They're simply predictions made up after the event. This is what people are saying. This is what your children, if they even happen to study Daniel in some Catholic classroom, are likely to hear. 
This is what Pope Benedict the 15th, not the 16th, but the 15th, who wrote an encyclical on St. Jerome. He goes, foremost among these teachers stands St. Jerome. Him, the Catholic Church acclaims and reveres as her greatest doctor, divinely given for the understanding of the Bible. Now, listen, I just came across this. This this is rich, and you probably aren't going to hear this a whole lot of places, so listen up. Yet he, this is St. Jerome, would never accuse the sacred writers of the slightest mistake. That we leave to impious folk like Celsus, Porphyry, and Julian. Porphyry is the pagan philosopher who said that Daniel wasn't prophecy, it was just made-up prophecy describing something that had already happened in history. And here, Pope Leo XIII saying, he's not like Porphyry. And Porphyry is the father of the multitude of Protestant and Catholic scripture scholars who said that Daniel is in prophecy, contradicting St. Jerome, St. Augustine, Benedict XVI, Leo XIII, and Jesus. <laughs> okay? Jerome, this is again uh, Benedict XV, he is in full agreement with Augustine who wrote to Jerome that to the sacred books alone he had been wont to accord such honor and reverence, and firmly to believe that none of their writers had ever fallen into any error. He also teaches that divine inspiration extends to every part of the Bible without the slightest exception, and that no error can occur in the inspired text. This is from UCAT, the Youth Catechism, section 15. Again, this is UCAT. I wouldn't allow within two blocks of my children, but this is what they say about Scripture. The authors, the authors of Scripture, were children of their time. They shared the cultural ideas of the world around them and often were also dominated by its errors. What a difference Scripture study is in the modern world. In contrast, just back to Pope Benedict XV or Leo XIII or to St. Augustine or St. Jerome, the church's most gifted scripture scholar, or to Jesus himself. I'd like to close our time with uh, Jerome with something very practical he said in his commentary. In Daniel 12, He mentions, Daniel mentions, that those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And Daniel 11 says, very similar, and those among the people who are wise shall make many understand. And this is what St. Jerome says, and this is for you listening to me right now, okay? And so after the Antichrist is crushed and destroyed by the Savior's mouth, the people written in God's book shall be saved, and in accordance with the merits of each, some shall rise up to eternal life and others to eternal shame. But the teachers shall resemble the very heavens, and those who have instructed others shall be compared to the brightness of the stars. 
For it is not enough to know wisdom unless one also instructs others. And the tongue of instruction which remains silent and edifies no one else can receive no reward for labor accomplished. Okay, here it goes. Luke 21 is trying to uh, fill a need. We see a, a bit of a void in this type of just clear Bible explanation, a biblical prophecy, but we don't have the funds or the ability to go advertise or charge all kinds of money for what we're doing. We want, we want this to go around the world as economically as possible. But we have some new business cards, okay? Just a business card for Luke 21 Radio. And if you would like to share them with your friends, you will help do exactly what St. Jerome says. It's not enough to listen to Luke 21 Radio. Instruct others and just let people know about it. And, and they don't have to be Catholics. I invite people who aren't Christians. I invite people who are Protestant listeners and Catholic listeners to listen to this priests and deacons. And so all you have to do is write us, askthehost at gmail.com, and say how many tens or hundreds of cards cards you want. We're going to get a bunch and share them with your friends so you can shine like the stars forever and ever. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 261 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.